Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Couple XY podcast. I'm Rosie. And I'm Brian. And this is the podcast where we drink and talk about stuff. Like how much people could or could not be assholes. Yes. Today is the um, second... Installment. Second installment of Am I the Asshole? Yes, it apparently got a lot of listens. It did. No likes, really, I don't think. I don't know. I like. I always like our stuff on Spotify. And if you like our stuff, please rate and review. Mm-hmm. Drop us a line at couplexypodcast at gmail.com. Or, or you can join our Facebook group. Yeah, please like and follow our Facebook page. Couple XY? Couple XY Podcast. Okay, it is podcast. Uh, yes, it's Couple okay. XY Podcast. Um, all right, so... And I think you said last time that... <laughs> I think uh, last time you s- I listened to the last episode, you said couplexy.com. We do not have a website. Okay. <laughs> I have not bought a domain. No. I don't, I don't think I'm going to. Probably not. not unless, <laughs> unless this takes off at some point. Yeah. If we ever make <laughs> enough money to afford a domain, which is what, like $20? Oh, yeah, it's cheap. Yeah, but <laughs> we're still not at that point. No, we're not. Uh, please, if y'all listen to it, like, um, give us please a thumbs rate up and review on whatever you listen to: Spotify, Apple, Anchor, 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 Amazon. Yeah, um, whatever you're listening to on this, wherever you found us. Yes. Rate, review, give us a thumbs up if you like it. Um, we really appreciate it. We're just trying to like let this thing grow a little bit, see where it goes. Yeah. All right. So we and now that's now that that's out of the way. Let's talk about our week a little bit. And let's set a timer. Let's set a timer. All right. Um, why do I always have a problem finding my clock app? Okay, one hour started. All right. So we um, we recently went to the uh, the Texas Renaissance Festival yep. this weekend. So we actually have just gotten back into town tonight, and it was about a what four hour, four and a half hour drive. Mm-hmm. We yep. had to um, while we were in Houston, we picked up Off Springs homecoming dress yes we did so that was the we did that and uh this morning and then visited your best friend and asked him officially to marry us yes which he will begrudgingly said yes (laughs) it was a really long hug between me and my best friend too oh yeah super super hug it was like superman hug it was it was epic yep we were y'all closed your eyes we're just like "Mm." I'm really so just happy. smelling his man musk, getting, <laughs> getting in there deep. Um, <laughs> I, I was rubbing his back. <laughs> I know. I always rub his back, too. I'm like, I pat it, and then I rub it. I'm like, yeah, this, this is how men hug. This is how you hug a man. <laughs> I pat. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, but we went to the Texas Renaissance Festival. How was it? I loved it. We did, we did dress up. Yeah, we dressed up. I was like a... I was wearing black on black and a black corset, black pants, black boots, and kind of doing the the kind of Viking warrior princess thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you were – I wanted to go a lot more elaborate with your costume, but you didn't really care to do that. No. I mean, like, maybe maybe in a year or two, but uh, it, it, it's a good costume. It's a good base costume. It is a good base costume. We can build on it for sure. Uh, uh, next year, if we go around the same time and it's cold, we'll get you a fur, a fur something, a fur vest or something like that. I think the, the biggest thing about it is, and you even saw this with your stuff, how if you go cheap on it, mm-hmm. it's just kind of a little uncomfortable. Like you have the... You, you oh, got that the corset bra- was not cheap. I'm not talking about the corset, oh, like your braces. The, gaunt- the gauntlets. Gauntlets, yeah. yeah. 
Um, it was so yeah. You looked at other ones and you're like, I would rather have like real leather and buckles mm-hmm. and like make it look a little bit better. Yeah. Um, but you you just look nice. You yeah. Know, look and nice. I think next year calls for a headpiece too. Yeah. Because I tried on a couple of headpieces at the Renaissance Fair and like I almost bought one. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna search Amazon, see if I can find something. So I. I enjoyed it to some extent. There were some parts I didn't really enjoy. We kind of talked about it a little bit. So when you go to a Renaissance fair, uh, if you've never been to one, they are fun. You should you should probably check one out. Yeah, it's very fun to go people watch and see all the different costumes and the to dress up and, you know, be somebody else for a day. Right. Um, Texas, you, you said this. You were not – you did not – Realize how many people were going to be there. I did not. No, I'm used to the Kansas City Renaissance Festival, which is just a you know basic like medium sized Renaissance festival. Um, and yeah, the Texas Renaissance Festival is apparently the largest in the country. Mm-hmm. Like size wise, like as far as actual acreage, it is the largest. Mm-hmm. And then like for people, I mean, there was just throngs of people. Yeah, it was a sea of people, uh, which I was not prepared for. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of, I kind of got a little overwhelmed at times when we were trying to like, when we would go into a shops and then come back out and we were trying to like, it was basically like veering into traffic. Like you're just trying to join the, the mob again to walk to the next thing. So I found, I didn't remember like in my youth I've gone and I went quite a few years ago. It's been a few years now. Um, but it, like the performances, so the thing is you got to catch the performances, which right. happen, what, every couple hours? Yeah. And then they have multiple stages at this ticks, is at this Renaissance. Yes, at least three. At least three, three or four. Yeah. Um, if not more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they have the jousting and the combat. The arena. It, the which arena. Is, it, uh, which is a real arena. It's that big, isn't it? a lot of people. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's it's nice to go watch these performances and these actors are, are you know doing a good job yeah like I, I've never seen any that I didn't enjoy no um, they they can be a little raunchy yes I was not expecting the raunchy my favorite part was the uh, the laundry winches show yeah that was a pretty good one yeah and yeah I did not expect them to be they were not rated g they were not rated g no and we had offspring with us and like she's 16 she knows but mm-hmm. It's just awkward sitting there with your, I'm sure it's awkward sitting there with your parents being like, uh. Yeah, with the girl honking her breast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and rubbing all over some some volunteer guy from the audience. So we, uh, but yeah, they were good shows. I just don't enjoy at the end them having to ask for tips. I feel like that should all be included in the price of the tickets because the tickets aren't cheap. They're not cheap, no. It costs a little fortune to get in. Yeah, and like um, anything you get there is expensive. Yes, everything's expensive. A bottle of water is four dollars. A beer is eleven dollars. Yes, a mead is eleven dollars. Or a beer. They they sell beer. A beer was eleven dollars yeah. too. Yeah, it was no cheaper than the mead. Really? Mm-hmm. I just wanted a can of um, Blue, Blue Moon. Moon. You were about to. Sp- well, I, I was. Sp- you <laughs> were about to spend eleven dollars on the beer on yeah, that on, Blue Moon. On a can of Blue Moon. God no. Yeah. Okay. That's why I was like, let's just get a bottle yeah, of mead. A bottle of mead, which was $33. $33. It was good. It was good. It's a it's a it's more expensive than it should be. But mm-hmm. you know, if that's covered covering so that the 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 actors aren't begging me for tips at the end of their show, I'm okay with it. Yeah. 
Um, I don't. I don't think it's. Yeah, I don't think it's right that they should have to beg for tips. No, not if show. I'm buying like eleven dollar beers. Yeah, and like paying. They should be paid fairly. Yeah, close to fifty dollars a person to get in. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then like I'm sure all the people who are there with the little shops are all like paying renting that sp- yeah that place. So they so yeah their their prices are. I don't know how much it costs to rent a a store front at a renaissance festival but I, i'm not sure either according to the prices it's a lot yeah because you you could find a lot of the same stuff also online yes um that that was one of the things that disappointed me um years ago i thought it was more craftsman stuff like local craftsmen yeah i didn't see a blacksmith working i didn't see um there was only really one there's like, always a crochet lady yeah but there wasn't most of the stuff they had in most of the shops looked like just junk from overseas Mm-hmm. It really didn't look like craftsmen were doing it. Yeah, all those um, all those pretty pagan goddess statues, I had found the exact same ones on Amazon. For half the price almost? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So there's a huge markup at these things, and you're not really getting, like, great merchandise. You know, you were looking at some headbands, mm-hmm. and when it really come down to it... It was $65. It was $65 for some plastic horns. Yeah, on a, on a headband. On a headband. <laughs> I mean, it looked good. With some adornments, yeah, and it was it was pretty badass when it, I put yeah, it on. It looked really good, but it wasn't anything that you couldn't but find. I, I could have made it. Yeah, like with a little ingenuity, yeah, I could have made that myself. And a hot glue gun. Yep, always hot glue gun. That's how I made my my unity tentacle things, whatever those things are that pop out of her head. So Rick and Morty. But you know, overall, I did enjoy the experience. What was your favorite part? Um, I enjoyed the wind show. Mm-hmm. Um, the, that was fun. Um, I wish I'd gotten picked to go up there. I didn't get picked. Oh, you didn't want to get picked. I wouldn't have minded. Lie. Yeah. It would have been really funny. I uh, yeah. <laughs> Those girls would have been all over you if they had asked you to take off your shirt. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. Definitely got some broadness in the shoulders. <laughs> yep. All right. So now on to what we're going to do today. That was kind of our weekend. And I think we're going to, are we going to put a picture up of us? I already put a picture up. On the couple XY podcast podcast Facebook page, yes, Facebook. it's already there. All right, cool. So y'all go check that out. All right, so uh, let's talk about it. Let's talk about am I the asshole? You're going to ask the questions, and we're going to discuss. Yep. All right. All right. So I'm just going to go down the list here in no particular order. Um, found on the way home. Found on the way home on my phone. The first one is AITA for not wanting to help the mother of my children with university fees. All right, so. I, a 19 male, have six-month-old twin girls with a woman named Evie, who is also 19. Evie is from the USA but has lived in London since she was 15 years old. Evie and I hate each other so much that I'm surprised we even have babies together. In parentheses, we were drunk. Evie goes to the same top university as me, but her family is struggling with student loans. So she thought asking me for money, not a loan, would be okay. I told her no and that it was rude to ask for that much money. Just to clarify, my sisters and I, who happen to be triplets, inherited a ton of money when we were 16. We used it to further our education and improve our lifestyle. Uh, Back to Evie, she went ballistic and called me a horrible father for not wanting to help her out. Her family is constantly harassing harassing me to the point I don't feel safe. They keep saying I must help out the mother of my girls. We have shared custody. They also keep using the excuse it won't make a dent in my bank account to make me pay up. My sisters are telling me it's not my responsibility to help her out and think she should drop out if money is the issue. I also don't believe that it should be my job to help her out with her education, even though it's technically true that it won't make a dent in my bank account. 
The fact that she is the mother of my children is the one reason I feel guilty. Usually I ignore these kinds of people, but it's impossible with them. I really want to say fuck off in their faces, but I'm not in the mood to stir up trouble. So AITA for refusing to pay a penny towards her university. It isn't his responsibility to pay for her university. It is not. It is his responsibility to make sure that his kids have a good life. Right. So what I would say is, I don't know the whole story. This girl's obviously American living in London. Also, kids, wrap it before you tap it because 19-year-old kids having kids, not okay. This is what you get. This is stupid. Yeah. First off. um, Make good choices. Make better choices. So why is this girl in London going to school? Is her family living in London also? Or is it just she decided she wanted to go to London and her family sent her there and now they can't afford it? Mm-hmm. They must have met when they were drunk one night at, in, a, at, at university. a university, at a bar. Right, in London. In London, But she yeah. is American. Right. So if she has family here and they're harassing <coughs> him and stuff like that, I would say that you're, here's the deal, boss, hmm. to me. I don't know the laws in London, mm-hmm. but if she has to drop out and move back home and home is in, in America, mm-hmm. she'll probably take her kiddies with her. Kid kid or kiddies? Kids, twins. Twins. Twin girls. And he's got triplet sisters? Yeah. Wow. So the seed is strong. <laughs> so, like, dude, chances are unless y'all parent trap this thing and one goes with you and one goes with the other one, you're going to not see your kids and you have to decide if that's an important thing to you or not. Right. Because your sisters are saying, let her drop out of school and struggle. And then again, that's, that's your kids. You know, you're, you are responsible for those kids. Right. So what kind of life do you want your kid to have? And if it doesn't make a dent in your bank account, I would, first off, you need to learn how to, you know, you need to learn how to co-parent with your, your, your baby mama. Yeah. Um, if this was such a bad thing, y'all should have had. Sorry to say it. If, if y'all weren't ready, y'all should have. Y'all should have taken. Y'all should have done something else with these children. Yes. To being nineteen years old and already can't stand each other. Right. They're six months old. Six month old babies. Somebody, mm-hmm. a better suited family, would take those babies. Right. I mean, you're you're basically setting your kid up for eighteen years of their parents fighting. Right. Which is never a good. Right. Good so thing. y'all need to both mature a little bit. Yeah, I mean, yes, they're nineteen, so yeah. But when you when they shot that kid out, yep, they got a decade older in a moment. Mm-hmm. So suck it up. You gotta. You got to whatever way you go through this. You got a family to think think about, boss man. Yep. So you better if, do whatever's best for those two kids. If you want your babies to stay in the country, yeah. But really, it's just an unfortunate set of circumstances, and they should have just used a condom. Used a condom. Um, never suggest anybody get an abortion, but, like, obviously y'all aren't ready to have kids. Right. So um, adoption might have been a, a much better alternative for y'all. Or you could have had an abortion. Or you could have had an abortion, but, you know, that's a hard choice. I know It is. It's very hard. It's very personal. Right. Um, yeah, they had other options than to keep the kids. Keep the kids and do this. But, yeah, be on birth control, use a condom. Um, obviously you didn't like this girl, and probably during her pregnancy, you decided you didn't like her even more, which is hard because, hey, guess what, 19-year-old dude? Pregnant women are hormonal. So if she said and did bad shit to you during that time, you got to just let that all roll off the back of your, your, 
your hand or whatever. You can't take it all to a fence because, like, it's hard for a woman to be growing a baby inside of her. Yeah. Like, it's this, yeah, I like, I will never experience this, but I have, it's this very interesting, almost parasite host relationship where the baby is literally sucking the life out of the mother. It's, it's very hard. Like, it yeah. is hard. And for men, it's, it's, we don't really talk about this enough. And men need to be better educated on what it takes to help and to align and to be with someone who's pregnant. Right. Because it, it, it is a hard thing. Yeah, they don't talk about that in health class. No, like, and I'm not saying you have to, like, coddle her needs, but y'all have to decide how y'all are going to get through this nine months because she is in an extreme stress. Right. Yeah, it's very stressful on the body. I mean, it's, you're, yeah, when you're pregnant, like, so much can go wrong, and um, it is a medical condition, mm-hmm. being pregnant. It is very, it can be dangerous. Right. And for men, like, you have a woman who is hormonal, who is uh, pregnant, who is moody, and, you know, we don't always handle that really well. And that can lead to some, like, intense problems for her and the baby um, where you've had enough and you're lashing out because you really don't understand what's going on. Right. And at 19 years old, I can definitely see that happening, you know? Yes. Like, understand that, like, when, when a woman's pregnant, it is hard for her, and men need to, I don't know, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to, like. Men need to have patience. Right, I understand that. But how do we teach men how about this? Men yeah. About, maybe it starts in health class. Maybe it, you know, maybe this is something that needs to be brought to the light of, I don't know, the media or just normalizing sensitivity training for men when Mm -hmm. it comes around the fact that their partner is pregnant and that it is much harder for that pregnant person. (laughs) Yeah, and it's harder for them. It it would almost be simpler if we had, like, more of a community thing where the woman was taken care of by other women. Yeah, that's called a village, and that's that's the type of environment that everyone should be living in, but... We don't. We don't. We expect men to take care of women, especially even more so. But we also don't have, like, a lot of us don't have that that family unit, that the big family unit with the extended family mm. and the support system that comes with that. Because you can't do it by yourself. You can't. It's hard to do it with just another, with just one more person too. Right. Like having the extra support from the grandparents and aunts and uncles and cousins and yeah, just. This American society, especially, like people are alone a lot of the time. But we're also dr- we're also in American society going toward that. Like, I think going gen- towards family or going going towards away from family. Yes, going more toward individualism. Right. And you see that more and more people are spreading out. They're not having that family unit. You didn't have it. I didn't. No. Um, I had it when I was growing up, but uh, now, like, I don't have it. Uh, and I think generationally we're losing that. And so we, we make believe that friends are going to be the answer, but even that tends to like fade away. Like your, your 20 year old friends, you might think they're going to stay with you when you're pregnant, but then they're going to start their own lives and they're going to get pregnant and y'all aren't going to have like the village that you think you have. Like family tends to be that one village that can't stay. 
Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, we just, as we get more, uh, people are getting older and older, and it seems like it's very, and it's it's out of fashion to say that the family unit is still a very important thing. It's, yeah. It's, I don't know. It's it's just frustrating to see us headed this way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's frustrating to me that I never, like, truly had it. And so many people out there are like me who, like, yeah, we had a nuclear family, but, I mean, we we moved away from our extended family, so that's why we didn't have that extended family unit. Um, so, yeah, it's just... It's hard, um, and I um, I just hope that maybe the next generation is wiser about that. I hope so, too. I mean, I know I've always driven my daughter offspring to, like, literally leave the area that she's in, so she'll be leaving her family unit. Right, so... But, but yeah, that's the thing. It's like, for opportunity and whatnot. Like maybe we just need to stop growing up in crappy places, and somebody needs to help make make all the places better. Maybe. All right. So you want to go to the next one? Yeah, let's go to the next one. All right. Uh, really went off topic right there. We at the end. did really go off topic, but it's fine. All right. AITA for asking my fiance to pay bills. A little background. Uh, I am a 37 male, my fiancé 30 female, and I have been butting heads about money. I make about double what she does, but ask her to pay uh, for half of our very reasonable mortgage, which is 540 each, and utilities 150 to 200 each. We, work, we both work full-time. She makes about 60000 and has a, pretty, has a pretty high school loans balance that costs her $850 a month. Ooh. Yeah, it's very high. When it's all said and done, this leaves her with about a $45 a day budget. I also ask her to split things like groceries, which we put on a joint credit card in my name. Lately, she's been talking about how low her bank account is and how stressed out she is. She does things like such as, like such as, <laughs> uh, go to yoga multiple times a week, goes to therapy weekly, which I encourage, eats healthy foods, etc. She's taken... This, I'm going to do what I want and not sacrifice my mental health and happiness for money attitude. This is fine, but she said she might not be able to pay her personal card in full this month, which stresses me out. I'm assuming he's talking about a credit card. Yeah. I use the extra money I make to help us do nice things like vacations. For the past two years, I've been talking most of my extra money, taking most of my extra money, paying down our mortgage, which I should be able to pay off in the spring. That's nice. Yeah, that is nice. (laughs) Good for you. I have also gone on a few vacations by myself, so I don't want Mm -hmm. to make it sound like I'm not also using the extra income for any fun. The main motivation for paying off the mortgage is making both of our lives better by lowering our overall bills. I also plan on taking all of the tax and whatnot after the mortgage is paid off, so she is only paying utilities. My position is she makes enough money to have a reasonable budget and should be able to stick to that, but being financially responsible is a very important thing to me. I've tried to talk to her repeatedly about this, but it always devolves into a fight about how I'm not in her position and how I have money to do whatever I want, et cetera. So AITA for expecting her to be able to pay basic bills and balance her income. Uh, you want to take it first? So this kind of doesn't hit too far away from us. It does not t- hit too far away from home. Um, 
<clears throat> there's a second edit that he put, said, I should have probably mentioned in the original post that we both have been splitting things equally for years, and this was the expectation when we moved in together in 2020. Also, the cost of the mortgage we split is significantly cheaper than her rent was prior to moving in. Mm. So that complicates things. So I guess she has a $45 a day budget if with everything being split down the middle. Right. Okay. And we don't know where they live, but $45 a day is, a, if we're considering that they live anywhere but here, it's uh, on the cheaper side. Uh, not the cheaper side, but it's on, like, the less, it's not as comfortable. Um. We, the way we split things, I mean, you make double what I make. Mm -hmm. So, um, I, I mean, I pay, you pay for the mortgage, you pay utilities, I pay for the internet because I needed the upgrade for work, um, and I pay all my own bills. I don't ask you to pay, pay any of my bills. Right. So... Um, and as I get further on in my career and I get raises, I do, I, I will, I will make adjustments to where I will pay part of the mortgage or part of the utility bills. Like the more money that I end up making, the more I will invest into the house and everything. Um, so I don't think it's fair for him to ask her to pay half of everything when he's making double what she's making. And I, you do have to think, take into account that she has an $850 student loan bill every month, which is very high. And it's very unfortunate that she's in that situation, but it's reality. Okay, but he also said she's taken a position where she thinks her mental health is more important than making money. So there apparently is the possibility of her making more money that she's just decided not to do. Yeah, we don't know the whole situation. Um, the fact that her rent was higher than the mortgage mm -hmm. does is concerning that she's not able to pay the mortgage. Um, like when she, she was living on her own, I'm assuming. So she had she had rent, which was more than the mortgage. She had utility bills. She was. Maybe she was doing good on her own, or maybe she wasn't. And maybe she was struggling. Yeah. Um, maybe they made, that's why they moved in together. But they did make an agreement to start off with to split bills. Right. So I don't know what the agreement was then, how long they've been living together, if this is a, year, a couple years of living together or like six months of living together. Um, here's a couple of things, dude. All right, first off. Um, expecting your significant other to pay half, no, you're not necessarily the asshole. Um, but fiance or girlfriend? Oh, did we say whether or not the other person was an asshole from the first time? Yeah. I don't think we ever got to it. I think we just went through it and like gave advice, but no, I, I don't think that dude, that dude's kind of an asshole, but kind of not like the English dude. Yeah. Uh, maybe they're just, assholes to each other. Yeah. No, they need to stop being assholes for their, for the sake of their kids. Right. Okay. So we got that out of the way. Um, this dude, no, you're not. What you're, what you're asking is reasonable with a roommate, but you don't have a roommate. You have a fiancé. Fiancé? Girlfriend. Girlfriend. Let me double check. I'm pretty sure it's girlfriend. My. Oh, no, it's fiancé. Okay. So what you're saying is reasonable for a roommate, not reasonable for your fiancé. Right. That's where I'm going with that. Mm -hmm. So, 
you want your fiance to go to yoga, look nice, be a certain like. I'm sure you you looks are attractive. Look, looks are important. Looks are yeah. attractive too. <laughs> looks are attractive, yeah. Uh, and yeah, this is a similar situation. Like I go to therapy, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, I do yoga, but that's I'm I'm not paying extra for yoga now. That's that's uh, included in my gym membership, which is much cheaper mm-hmm. than yours because I got a deal. Right. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's. Go ahead. You didn't finish your thought. Okay, so what I'm saying is, like, if you want her to do these things, which are going to probably benefit you in some way, like her being healthy and looking nice are things that you probably like. Right. For y'all to coexist, her, you know. And her mental health, yeah. Yeah, and for her mental health, it's much better for her to continue yoga and to continue going to therapy. Mm -hmm. So... So it might be that that might be the trade-off. Yeah, I mean, like if you pay more and you you have the ability to pay more, right? Um, like I, I think you need to like set where your expectations are, um, and maybe like if it's starting real fights, maybe y'all need to go talk to a counselor. Yeah, like, financial. So you'll talk to a, someone a, who is not a couples like, counselor or a financial counselor. Right, one of the two. And, like, somebody who is not, like, involved in this. Right. Because it tends to, when you can sit down and talk to someone who is not, like, immediately there, everyone tends to not get as upset. You know, you, you tend to be able to say the things without getting mad. Right. Um, so maybe that's that's something y'all need to do. Um, but like I said, this is your fiancé. Yeah, you're making a lot more than she is. Um the 50-50 deal, like, we, really where you need to go with this, to me, is is here. Like, you need to look, stop looking at it as she is your roommate and start looking at it as she's going to be my wife. So, therefore, y'all have a, a shared amount of money. Right. So, you're still looking at it like, this is your money, this is my money, <coughs> these are our bills, we have to split 50-50. Well, let me tell you something, Bubba. If she ain't got no money and she's broke... You know, you're going to be using your money for her. Right. So y'all need to come come to an agreement on where the money is coming from. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if all the money is going into a shared account, that's fine. Or if a, a part of each of y'all's is going into a shared account and then a part is staying in your private account, that's all stuff you can de- uh, decide. Um, and, and maybe that's what y'all need to do. Maybe you need to have an account that's going to pay the bills. Mm-hmm. And this account... Both of y'all are going to put money into. It's going to be y'all's joint account. And out of this joint account is where the money to the bills get paid. And y'all put a percentage based off of what you make, it, you know, in it. And then if she has she has X amount left over per month to pay, to go do her stuff that she wants to do. And pay her massive student loan bill. Pay her yeah. massive student loan bill. And you have X amount of money that you, you can do what you want to with it. If it's continuing to, like, put money aside for y'all to go on vacations, Mm -hmm. y'all can do that. Um, He said something about going on vacations on his own, and you kind of rolled your eyes about it. Yeah, I just thought, I found that surprising because you Um, and I, like, you... I go hunting on my own. That could be what he's talking about as a vacation. vacation. I don't know. Yeah, like, he Um, might go... But if it's, like, like an excursion vacation, like, he's going to these amazing places and not taking her... Like, he's going to Vegas for the weekend, and he's, like, leaving her at home? 
Yeah, that's like probably that. not cool. Yeah, if he goes to, I don't know, Belize or something. Um, and also, like, he said, so he makes double what she makes. She makes 60K. He's making 120000 mm-hmm. I don't think it's fair to ask her to pay it 50-50 when there's that much of an extreme difference. Um, pers- they could handle it, like, a percentage-wise. Like, she can pay, uh, instead of half, pay a fourth of it. Um, something like that. Right. I, I, yeah, I can understand where you're coming from on that. The and one it's thing not I, like a guy-girl thing. Like, I'd be saying the same thing if it was she was making that much and he was making that little. So the other thing I will say is, like, where he might be coming from on this or what he might be, be thinking is, like, she's not handling her bills correctly. Like, she's spending money on stuff that's wasteful. Right. And it's like, well, now you get to go you know, <coughs> waste this money. Because I'm paying all our bills. So I don't get to go have my fun, and I work hard, and this is my money that I'm making, and all I'm doing is paying our bills so you can have whatever lifestyle you want, and then I don't get to go have the lifestyle I want. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. But it doesn't seem like that. I don't, I don't, no. I mean, he seems to be having a pretty good lifestyle. It's very cheap, like his mortgage, if they're, what did he say, 550 a month for... Um, each of them pays five fifty a month. Yeah, I mean that's not an extremely horrible it's not mortgage. High mortgage no. no, a little over a thousand dollars. So eleven hundred dollars. That's not bad. It's less. It's more than I pay. Yeah. But uh, like I said, for a lot of people, like their mortgages are way higher than that. Yes. He's about to pay off his mortgage. That's pretty good. Yeah. No. So yes. stay in that house as long as possible. Yeah. No mortgage. I don't think you're an asshole, but you do definitely need to reevaluate y'all's relationship because I think you're treating her like a roommate and not a fiance. Right. I agree. Okay. Next one. AITA for leaving my parents to die alone. (laughs) This one's short and morbid. My wife and I, mid-30s, have made the decision to relocate 10,000 kilometers away. We're moving to a life that will be better for us financially, spatially, and emotionally. We'll be in the same town as her parents and most of her family. We currently live a 25-minute drive from my parents, who are in their mid-60s. My older brother has already left the country to live on a neighboring island, and it's prohibitively expensive for him to make regular visits. I wish I knew. So he's, maybe it's, it's kilometers, so it could be anywhere else in the world. Yeah. I wish I knew where <laughs> He was. Once I go, that's it. My parents will have no family left, and they will die alone, which is pretty extreme. This is obviously a devastating situation for the two people that raised me. They don't accept it and begged me not to go. We're your parents. I have never seen a man cry that much, I'm, which I'm assuming he's talking about his father. Uh, I'm sure a few people have. Am I the asshole for moving to the other side of the world and leaving my parents alone? No. Um. You're not an asshole for going and living your life. No, you, your parents need to, your parents have to accept the fact, all right, so maybe your parents should move with y'all. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, why can't your parents just move with you? Right, they're probably retired. There's nothing holding them in that area. If they really want to go, let them come with you. Yeah. Um, maybe where y'all are moving is very, very nice, mm-hmm. and it would be like living in paradise for them. I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, no, you can't, you're, you should never, I've, I've said this before, as a parent, your job is never to make your kid feel guilty about being 
about growing up and leaving. Yeah. Because that's what they're supposed to do. That's what they're supposed to do. You did not, if you had that kid to take care of you, then you had that kid for the wrong reason. Mm -hmm. Right. If you had that kid and you make that kid feel bad about growing up and moving on, then you had the kid for the wrong reason. You were selfish. Right. So your parents are being selfish. You're not an asshole. Uh, as far as them dying along, they're in their mid-60s, so unless they have just horrible health, they have a lot of years left. They do. So tell them to buck up, go meet some friends, yeah, and die, some, die with your friends. Die with your friends, um, make some friends, die with your friends, or go and move and be closer to everybody. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not your responsibility to watch your parents die. No. And what, what are you going to do, like spend the next 10, 15, 20 years there? And what if they both die of, like, massive coronaries and they – you know, nothing. Like you, are they assuming they're going to all die of cancer slowly, rotting away? Yeah, what, what? I don't know. They didn't say anything about their health. So, yeah. so I feel like, uh, yeah, go live your life, dude. Mm-hmm. All right, next one. AITA for not taking care of my mother-in-law for a week after my niece got dropped off to quote help. My mother-in-law has a few health issues. She has bad knees, has poorly managed diabetes, and has some neurological problems that make it difficult for her to make good decisions. She needs to be under full-time care, but she refuses because she is completely happy with her current situation. My brother-in-law, Brian, lives with her and takes care of her. He has a job, but he can't work full-time because she can only be alone for short periods. He's really burnt out, and whenever my spouse and I talk to him, he complains about everything he has to do for her and how frustrated he is. I offered to take time off from my job, drive four hours to them, and take care of the mother-in-law for a week. Brian could do whatever he wanted with his time, just get out of the house and live. He was really grateful and excited. Two days before I'm set to leave, my sister-in-law calls us and tells us that she dropped my spouse's niece off at mother-in-law's house so we could all spend the week together. Did you get that? Yeah. Okay. Niece is 16 years old, but to my knowledge, does not cook, clean, or do laundry. Okay, so... Brian is going to take care of the mother-in-law with the niece there so that... No, Brian is leaving. Brian is leaving. Okay, Brian's the, the, the guy Brian's who, the guy that takes care of mother-in-law okay. currently. The um, narrator is the person who's coming to take care of her for a week. All right, so let's call Brian him Steve. Scuba Steve. Scuba Steve. Scuba Steve <laughs> is going to take care of mom for mom-in-law for the week. There's going to be a niece dropped off there to help out. To, quote, help. Okay. okay. So let me, let me finish. Okay. Every time we see her, she spends the whole time on her phone and gives short answers to my questions about how she is doing. I've tried to get to know her, but I'm not great at social situations anyways, and I feel bad annoying someone who is obviously uninterested in knowing me. So now I'm supposed to be a caregiver, caregiver to my mother-in-law and a niece I don't know very well without being consulted first? No, sorry. I called Brian and said, I'm very sorry, but I was going to postpone the trip until niece was gone. He didn't even know that she was there yet, and he was livid. Not at me, but at his sister for assuming I would be okay with another person to cook and clean for. Plus, Brian and the mother-in-law are on a small fixed income, so I was planning on getting a week's worth of groceries on my way there so they wouldn't have to feed another person for a week, because that could potentially ruin their budget. I don't want to pay for the food niece likes, because she likes food that mother-in-law can't eat, and I won't eat because it is unhealthy. AITA for postponing because I don't want to deal with my niece being there. Uh, yeah, in a way... I mean, you should just, like, you're, 
<coughs> your your niece is obviously from the other side of the family. Uh-huh. So this is not like your niece. It's your wife's niece. Right. So you need to talk to your wife and be like, hey, talk to your sister. Mm-hmm. Make this make this go away. Right. So you are an asshole. So yeah, she, well, because I think that... Go ahead. I think you... I think you're you are not looking for a good way to to deal with this situation. So there's a couple of things. First off, tell your wife to deal with her sister and get the damn kid out of there. If if it's really that big a deal to you, right? That's number one. Like just get the kid out of there. Kid's not going to want to be there anyway. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I don't know why she would just drop her off like that and not even tell Brian. Yeah. Um. I think the real asshole in the situation is the sister-in-law. Right. I, I, I agree with that. But she's probably thinking, like, maybe she's one of those helicopter parents who thinks this is a great idea and her daughter will be a big help because she overestimates her daughter's, you know, well, surely potential. Mom, surely sister-in-law knows that her daughter is not helpful. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> 16-year-olds are so hard to, or teenagers, whatever she yeah, was. Yeah, it is hard. I mean, offspring, you know, she helps out around the house. She's very good about that. She she does. I mean, she could do a whole lot more, but it's like she doesn't. She doesn't. But she she's she a little oblivious. To her credit, she did say that. She told me once that like she wants to help out more, but it seem but it seems like we have it under control. Like we end up just automatically doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. She's not like because she's not there, and there's nothing like just in stone. This is what you have to do. Right. Like she, she only lives with us part time, and you know she doesn't know the routine of everything. Right. So, um, no, I mean, like, I think she does a, a lot more at her mom's. Probably. Um, I mean, she. I'm sure she knows the routine there, and yeah, her mom probably has like set chores for her to do. So back to this, um, dude. Your wife should have taken care of it. Um, I understand everything you're saying is legitimately a concern. Um, <coughs> it seems to me like it could have been dealt with, and you need to, like, in some extent, roll with the punches on this one. You know, uh, if you're really going to help Brian out, uh, the, dude, just go go do your thing, you know? Yeah, I think it was I think you, you a had, little bit. I'm sure it was very disappointing for you, Brian for you to cancel like that yeah. two days before. But the fact that sister-in-law dropped off niece and didn't even tell Brian. Yeah, that's that, that's bad. I'm yeah. not going to say that that's not bad. I'm that's just, very rude. I'm just saying that, like, for this dude, like, you were you were set to go. I think that you can, like, buck up and figure out a way to make it work still. Um, and, you know, I don't know how much you have to take care of a 16-year-old. Right. Like, I mean, she can... It's not your kid. Right. So cook the food. If she eats it, she eats it. If not, she doesn't. She can call her mom to come pick her up. You know? Mm-hmm. You don't You don't have to be the good guy with, with your niece. Right. Your job is to go take care of your mother-in-law. Right. Uh, your mother-in-law needs to also not be an asshole and get the care that she needs to. Right. She needs to go to a home. She needs to take care of her diabetes. Yes. Get, get fixed up or... Mother-in-law's being a little selfish. Yeah. Mother-in-law's relying on other, is expecting other family members to take care of her mm-hmm. and relying on them. And that is not okay. Nope. So, um, I think you should cowboy up and still do it. Uh, but cowboy up and let everyone know what you're, like, don't take shit from anybody. Go do what you're, you were planning to do beforehand. 
if this niece is not going to eat your food or not help, uh, I'm sure she's not going to make really life harder on you. You don't have to take care of a 16-year-old. She's not invalid. It's true. Like, she can stare at her phone and do whatever she wants, and that's on her and her mom. It's not your, your, your job to do anything. Right. So go help your brother-in-law out. Yep. And don't care about the 16-year-old. Yeah, just ignore her because she's ignoring she's you. She's going to ignore you. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Next one is AITA, my girlfriend's mom, walked in on us, and now her whole family hates us. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I've been, I, a 19-year-old female, have been staying at my girlfriend's house, 18, for a couple of days. We are long distance and have been together for 18 months. This is the first time we've seen each other in two months. We have been staying on the sofa bed at her house in the living room because it's the double bed. Okay, I'm assuming she has a single bed and that's like the only bed that will fit them. Yesterday, we had the living room door shut as I was getting changed. My girlfriend's mom started to push the door open and she shouted, wait, she's getting changed. Her mom then carried on coming in, so naturally I shouted, fuck. She then just stuck her arm through the door to show my girlfriend something. I naturally felt quite uncomfortable. I was just in my bra, and I didn't want her to see me like that. I was then upset. My girlfriend then went to say to her mom that I was upset and asked her to apologize. Me and her mom don't get on great due to previous reasons, but I have been trying to make an effort with her. Her mother then shouted, well, it's me that's upset. We then left to go to my girlfriend's auntie's house as we, as we get on well. Later on, she went, we went back, and my girlfriend's mom gave me dirty looks. I later found out that her mom and her sister, um, that her mom and her sister, 14 female, have been slagging, slagging me off. I'm assuming that's like shit talking, shit talking. Yeah. And her sister had been saying that I shouldn't be there. We just went back there now. And as her mother was leaving, I shouted, yeah, thanks for the apology. I get that. Maybe I shouldn't have said that, but am I the arsehole? A little bit. For saying that. Yeah. You're staying at her house. Mm-hmm. You and your girlfriend need to go find someplace else to, to stay. How old are y'all? 18, 19? Yeah, 18 and 19. Yeah. Hey, guess what? You're an adult. Like, you're an adult. Yeah, you're I'm sure she's this. annoyed that you're staying in her living room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's my house. Yeah. If I want to open that door, I can open that door. It's true. Like, you, unless that daughter is paying rent. Mm-hmm. She is giving. She is doing you a favor by letting you be there. It's very true. So yeah, you're an asshole, and you need to understand that if you want, if you want freedom, if you want like isolation, if you want to be with your girlfriend and do whatever you want to do with your girlfriend, mm-hmm. go get a hotel room. Yep, pretty much. Um, let's see. I don't. I don't know why. Um, the mom and the sister don't like her. And I've been talking about her behind her back. I don't know. Maybe she's a horrible person. Maybe she's. Maybe she's, maybe they don't. Like, yeah. Maybe they don't like her for legitimate reasons. Yeah. Maybe she's like she's. This is coming from her. So maybe she is just a bad person. Mm-hmm. Like you, you might be aggressive and rough, and they don't. They don't enjoy you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You don't. You didn't really need to say. You didn't really need to yell "fuck" when she opened the door. Yeah. And you're a female. And she's a female, and you both got boobs. So. Even if you're getting changed or whatever, I mean, like. I get that you guys don't like each other a little bit. When I heard, I thought they were having sex and she called them. That's what I thought too when I first read the headline. So when I'm like, oh, well, they got caught having sex, you shouldn't feel bad about that. 
Right. But no, you're in their house. And even having sex in that house, I can, I will say that if you get caught having sex in the parents' house, you still, you should feel bad. If you're adults, like, like 30 something adults. Well, I mean, if you're 30, <coughs> well, yeah, I mean, possibly depends on what expectations are set by the parents. Right. And that's not your bed. It's not your house. Yeah. So like you're, you're doing something in someone else's house, which is always. Yeah. Kind of cringy. Kind of like disrespectful. A little bit. Yeah. Okay. So no, you didn't really get caught. Like, what did you get caught doing? Got caught changing. Ooh. Um, yeah, they just need to go find a place to bang. Yeah, go do that. Okay, AITA for telling my wife that she can stay home this Thanksgiving. My wife is a grade A plus picky eater. It's bothersome to a certain degree, but on holidays, basically the shit show begins. She'd refuse to eat certain meals, and mom would take it personally, which results in a series of arguments between them. As a compromise this year, my wife offered to bring her own food to Thanksgiving dinner. I was stunned. I asked if she thought this through, and she looked at me confused. I told her about how weird it'd be for her to bring her own food, especially when she wouldn't be sharing it with anybody else, and told her to think about how mom will react. She'd get very offended and upset. My wife said that it's not her problem and that she was just trying to make it work by bringing her own meal. I told her again that mom might not like nor even allow this. She blew up at me asking if I want her to either eat food she doesn't like or go hungry. I suggested she give my mom's food a chance, but she said it wasn't about my mom's cooking. She just doesn't like certain foods. We had an argument, and I ended up telling her she could stay home this Thanksgiving and have whatever meal she likes. She got quiet, then lashed out on me, calling me insensitive and negative to say this to her. I repeatedly asked her to calm down, but she couldn't stop ranting about how I was basically willing to exclude her from a major event. She started cold-shouldering me about it while at the same time guilting me, saying I'm treating her poorly after she offered the perfect compromise. And that's in quotes, perfect compromise. Mm -hmm. First of all, the way you're talking about your wife is not okay. Man, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say that, like, when you were in the heat of the argument, you probably made a comment that you should probably back off on. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to say you're the asshole, but I'm going to say that you probably should not not carry through. Like sometimes when we're arguing, we say stuff that we don't really mean. Right. And that's when you say, you know what? I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. That got a little heated. I mean, we can tell that he wrote this while he was still angry. Yeah. Okay. So how? go ahead. But yeah. Don't shit talk your wife on the internet. Yeah, kind of a dick move. Yeah, don't shit talk your spouse on the internet. Just don't. <clears throat> um, I think if she, if the wife had offered to make it a couple dishes that she liked and could share with everyone, that that would be the perfect compromise. Yeah, maybe. Um, I don't see what's wrong with this this compromise that your wife put out there. Uh, it would hurt the mom's feelings. But the mom knows, all right. If the mom knows that she doesn't like any of her cooking. So let's just, let's just well, let's just put it like this. She doesn't like certain foods. Yeah, okay, so let's say, let's say somebody is like not, is gluten-free or whatever. Have right. a gluten allergy. Uh-huh. You know, I am, 
I've had people who have done this. They're like, I have a gluten allergy. I can't eat any of your food. I'm like, okay, sorry. <laughs> like, if you come to eat at my house and you're a vegetarian, you're probably not going to yeah, have Yeah, you're much. not. You're, you're, you're screwed. Gonna, you're going to be eating green beans or something like that. You're going to be eating green beans and magic taters. Yeah. Like, you're not going to be eating the main course because I cook meat. Mm-hmm. And I am unab- I'm going to continue to do that. Right. Um, there are some meals that I will try to incorporate, but even like, even if I try to go like vegetarian, I don't try that hard. Like red beans and rice, just eat around the sausage. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, baby. I really am not that. Like, I'm like, if (laughs) you don't really, like if one of your best friends was a vegetarian, I think you would try harder. Maybe, maybe not. Like, if they said they were going to come over and you offered to cook them dinner, like, and they remind you, yeah, I'm a vegetarian, and, and you'd be like, okay, I'll I'll work with that. Maybe. I don't mm-hmm. think I would. Okay. <laughs> you just wouldn't care. I don't think I have a best friend enough that I would do that <laughs> with. Come on. You wouldn't do that for your best friend if he suddenly decided to go vegetarian? I you know. Think my no, <laughs> he would never decide that. I'm just. This is a. This is a severe hypothetical because we all know that he's not I, going to. I, I can't picture it. I can't he picture him either because if he ever said that, I was like, "You are, you are seriously fucking with us. You're, you're, you're not lying. Yeah, like, you're funny. Yeah. <laughs> like, are you serious? No, you can't be serious. Yeah. See, that's why it's so hard for me to to like get into the frame of mind because I'm like, <laughs> I know no one who is like this. <laughs> Um, I would say that like, if I had someone come to my house, here's the one thing I, my one rule about food, (coughs) one of my few rules about food, if I cook you a damn steak and you put steak sauce on that some bitch, you never get another steak at my house. Okay. And yeah, your steaks don't need sauce. No, 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 no. I don't They are delicious. I have no A1. I have no Heinz 57. If you, you were not... If you need steak sauce for a steak, you've missed... It's not a good steak. You, you have not cooked that steak correctly. Yeah. So, to me, I mean, like, if she wants to... I, I just don't know where to go with this one. I, I really don't. I think I don't think you're an asshole, dude. Um, I mean, you didn't say the right things, but y'all need to figure out something here on it. You're an asshole for talking shit about your wife online. Yeah, yeah. I think that you, you're looking for some, a bunch of guys to come to your defense. Mm-hmm. Um, bro, like, here's the thing. Like, you sit down with her and be like, look, baby, it's one meal. Go pick what you want. Um, don't don't make a scene. Don't make a fuss, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, let's just go enjoy the family and try not to be a big deal. And if it is going to be a big deal year in and year out, um, it wasn't like she was asking mom to make concessions. No, she really wasn't. She hasn't been asking for any of that. Mm-hmm. She's just, you know, hey, these are the things. I don't eat, like, that food. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I don't, I don't, I don't whatever know. Whatever her restrictions are. Or yeah. She's just a, quote, picky eater or whatever. Right. Um, um, man, I, I don't know. I mean, like, y'all got to figure it out. But you're not an asshole. Don't shit talk to your wife online. And y'all go figure some shit out. Now, I say that, he came back and wrote an update. Okay. It says, and so, my wife has decided to go spend Thanksgiving with her family, who, by the way, live hours away, 
So this means unnecessary travel expenses instead and basically ditched me for a whole week. <laughs> hours? Like hours like four or hours like 22? I don't know. Okay. Okay. Yes. You gave her the option. She went to visit her family. And he's, he is now, this guy's just an asshole because he is now clapping back at commenters. He says, y'all happy now? Though I appreciate some insightful comments on the situation. Some others, not so much, especially with those assumptions claiming that my wife has allergies. She does not, in all caps. Y'all get, where'd y'all get that from? But anyway, y'all good now. I guess, though, I'm not too thrilled with her decision. I feel like she's doing it to spite me or get me to cave in. Because you're acting like an asshole. Dude, yeah, I mean, like, first off, Thanksgiving is about family. Right. So... Why aren't y'all visiting her family? Like, why are you assuming? Okay. Okay. Overall, you're an asshole, dude. Because I, yeah. I have this I have this feeling now about this I guy. I get the air that you're just an asshole. I, I, he's the guy who wants his wife to make his plate for him. Ooh. Uh, do you, are you getting that now? Are you seeing that a little bit? A little bit, yeah. Like, he wants, he thinks that, like. He's he, the guy that will order for her. He, I order for ladies. Well, like I asked you first. Yes, you ask me. Like he just would order the same thing that he ordered. He would order two of the same things that he ordered instead of asking her. You want? Do you want this? Yeah. No. So, um, I will ask you and then order for yes. you. That, and that's nice. Actually, I quit doing that with you. Why? Because you had made a comment about you didn't like it. Oh, okay. Like, but <laughs> like, because it was something I used to do a lot. Mm-hmm. Would. On my dates, I would always ask them, hey, what do you want? And when the, you know, waiter or waitress came up, I would just order for both of us. And they were like, wow, that's really kind of sexy. Like, this guy's kind of take charge. But it wasn't like I was stepping over you. I was asking you and then taking charge. So I was taking what you have into account. Well, that's sweet. We can start doing that again. Okay. (laughs) But very early on, like, you had a very, you had a lot of um, ideas about, like, men and women that I think you have backed off on. I had a lot of ideas about like, cause I've never dated a man like you. Mm-hmm. And I thought you were, I, cause this was before I got to know you really well. I kind of thought that you were just rude in a lot of ways. Okay. <laughs> but you're not like, um, yeah, there's, there's, you have the, you have your little quirks and you're, and you have this sense of humor that, I now think is really funny. When before I was just like, is this guy an asshole? <laughs> I get that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, this dude just needs to stop shit talking. I, I honestly think he's a little bit controlling of his, like, situation. I'm starting to feel that, too, yeah. And, like, he's just one of those guys who thinks, like. He's a mama's boy, too. It feels like it. Mm-hmm. And that kind of explains his wife. Like, Don't hurt my mom's feelings by bringing your own food. I Wah. feel like this is the kind of guy who his mom, like, made his plate every night. Oh, God. Yeah. And, like, when he moved out, he didn't know how to do a laundry. Mm-hmm. So he had to either bring his laundry back until he finally got a girlfriend or wife or something. <laughs> and then now she does the laundry. Uh-huh. And if she died tomorrow and his mom died, he would not know how to start. How to a, live. How to, yeah, how to how start to s- a washing machine. Oh, God. Yeah, probably. Oh, man. So, yeah, he's an asshole. All right, this one, I think. By the way, guys, learn how to take care of yourselves. Yes. Yeah, really. Like, learn how to do basic human things. You should be able to 
at the at at some age, whenever you move out of your at house, the age of I ha- I hell at the age of sixteen, Offspring knows how to work a wash a washing machine. Yeah. So she also knows how to put like washer fluid in her car and do a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. Like have she's a, driving now. She's really responsible. Have a well rounded like you know understanding of life, which yeah. means that you can make your own plate. You can wash your own clothes. You can function by yourself if you need to. Yeah. None of this is womanly stuff. Womanly stuff. Like you should be able to, you should be able to take care of your entire household mm-hmm. if you had no woman around or if you had no man around. Yeah. And maybe we need to tell moms to stop coddling their sons. I don't know if that how often that happens. I don't know, but maybe we need to tell dads to stop like princessing their daughters too. That too. Yes. Like, every <laughs> child should be able to go out on their own. Yeah. And, like, handle, like, basic things for both male and female, like, stereotypes. Right. Yeah, just just parents raise a well-rounded human. Mm-hmm. Just teach your kids how to human. Maybe this is a Southern thing to, like, be, like, so dependent on mom to do your stuff. Oh, I think so. Yeah, okay. for sure. I mean, I didn't, I've... I've never dated a man who didn't know how to do their own laundry. Well, I dated a man that instead of, well, did we, I don't know if he had a washing machine at that point, but he would pay extra to take it to the laundry, just drop it off the laundromat and they would fold it for him, which I thought was really weird. Like, why don't you just stay at the laundromat and do your own laundry? Well, Um, it goes. I guess it was a time saver too. Yeah. And, and. And this is something I've also said. That's one of those things where your budget will always determine how much extra services you have in your life. Yes, the convenience factor. The convenience factor is based on how much money you make. Yes. So, like, if you want, the more convenience you want, the less extra money you'll have. Right. Yeah, like absolutely. It, yeah, if you never want to mow your grass, you don't have to. But you won't have, like, whatever the cost is to mow your grass a month. Right. You know, if you don't want to go pick up food and you want to have it door dashed to your house, you you can do that. But mm-hmm. you will have that much less money. And understand that. Like, as as an adult, people are getting to be adults now. Like, like, like People are always getting to be adults. Right. But they're, <laughs> they're getting to be an adult in a different era than what has ever happened before. Right. Because you have... This is the age of convenience. It is the age of convenience. So... Every convenience that you see costs you money. Yes. 100%. Convenience equals fee. Yeah. Convenience fees. Like, like, like on s- convenience fee for tickets. What does that even mean? We were talking about that the other day. I like, know. Like <laughs> how expensive tickets are and why the government won't do anything about that. Because <laughs> it's on, probably not even on their radar. No. It's but, well, not really that big of a deal. But, but. but like, okay, but on a, a, a another well, something that we did talk about, mm. IRS uh-huh. and, and taxes. And why they don't do our taxes for right. us, yes. The reason you go to H&R and pay $200 is convenience. Yes. That and it's, I, I guess we, I guess there are probably <clears throat> tax lobbyists. That, yeah, oh yeah, there's definitely a tax lobby that does not allow this. Because the government could do our taxes. Yeah. They do our taxes. The government knows how much we owe. Right. They already know. They could do your taxes for you. Mm-hmm. And it would be free. Right. It'd be done. Yeah. But 
like and you just get a check into in the mail. it and all that. Even into it made the software, the free software, so hard to use mm-hmm. that people have to buy their t- software. Right. So there's actually literally free software out there that would be very easy to use, but yeah, the, like corporations screw are screwing us. Yeah. But what I'm saying, but going back to this. Everything that you have in your life that's convenient costs you money. Mm-hmm. And so people are like, well, that $3 a day for a Starbucks instead of buying it at home at... at <laughs> $3? Try six. Six, whatever it is. seven. Okay. So instead of making my coffee at home, is it going to make like my $100,000 uh, college student loan bill disappear? <laughs> You've heard this one? like, uh-huh. And I'm like... No, but, like, you also DoorDash, you also, th- there's probably a yeah, lot. Yeah, it adds of, up. Yeah. Like, all the conveniences are adding up. And I don't think, and I think that is, like, I'm not going to say, like, the, the millennial and the Z generation aren't getting screwed in some sense. Mm-hmm. But I also don't think they're working very hard to understand that, like, all these conveniences are keeping y'all screwed. Yes and no, maybe. Um, I will tell you that the millennials that I know, my peers, like I've never known, with my experience, I've never known a harder working group of people. Mm. This, is, this is my peers. These are people from my high school. These are... I, I don't I, know. Like I, I associated I, with the smart people, so that might be a thing too. Like the, the intelligent, like the, the honors students. I know that, like, I've seen, I, I, I don't know, I, it varies person to person. It does. Yeah, I think it varies person to person because I've seen people who are of a younger generation than me that work their butts off. I've seen people of, like, um, my generation work hard and my the generation before me work hard. But I've also seen, like, just as many people be lazy right. and not, not work hard. And there's so many factors. And really, it's this is a cyclical thing. Like, the older generation is always going to think that the young whippersnappers have it so easy mm-hmm. and don't work, which I think is, honestly, it's bullshit. It is bullshit. But I'm just, where I'm coming from on it is to say, don't, un, like, no one is going to tell you this, but here's the thing. The more conveniences that you have, the more money you're going to pay to those conveniences. Right. So... There are tons of people out there who are like, I'm going to never do these conveniences. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get old stuff, and I'm going to redo it. Right. And that's from every generation. Yeah. I mean, I've seen, like, women and men who are younger than men who will go get an old, like, RV, strip the thing out, and rebuild it and make it very nice for themselves because mm-hmm. they got it cheap. Right? Right, yeah. And so um, I think there are people from your generation who are got who who are getting into this stage where they're realizing, hey, you know, I have a certain set of skills. I'm learning new things. I can go rebuild this stuff. I can go re, you know, furbish this stuff and make it look nice and have nice stuff. But when you're very young, you don't oftentimes have these skills or the patience to do this. Mm-mm. So um, you want to buy new and stuff like that. Like as you get older, you look at your stuff and like, I can fix that. Yeah. Uh. I don't know why I was just thinking about this, but I've I've missed the window to vacuum out my car because it is now cold. <laughs> I guess I could 
I could like glove up and hat up and do it, but I don't know. I'll just wear the dome. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> just random thought. Okay, next. All right, so we, how many more do you have? <clears throat> um, one, two, three, four. Okay, let's try to hit them quick. Okay. This one is the juicy one. Okay. AITA for crashing, quote, crashing my ex-mother's... My ex-mother-in-law? Ex-mother-in-law's funeral and telling his children I'm carrying their sibling. My ex's mother and I were very close. I knew her from... Long before I started seeing her son, okay. I saw her as my own mother. We kept close contact up until the end. When I found out she had passed away, I was devastated. Her funeral was yesterday, and I went without receiving an invite. Didn't know you needed an invite to a funeral, but I guess this is important for later. If you didn't get it from the title, I'm pregnant with my ex's child. Unfortunate situation since he's back with his wife and things are tense, but that's not the current situation. Now I know what you're thinking. They did not have an affair. Okay, I'm just thinking this this whole situation is very whiskey tangled. A little bit. So, there was no affair. Anyway, I was going there just for the funeral and to pay respects to an amazing woman who has treated me like her own child. I even sat at the back so as to avoid getting attention. However, attention came and my ex's wife came to me saying that I was not invited and crashing the funeral, so I must leave. Luckily, my ex's older brother intervened and said that I was welcome. The only problem is that after this, he basically forced me to sit further in the front, literally put his arm around me and led me to the front, despite me saying I was fine, to sit in the the row reserved for family, directly behind my ex, his wife, and their kids. While people were looking at the body, it was an open casket, their kids saw me and they came to hug me and noticed my stomach was big, so asked if I was pregnant. Their mother butted in and made a snarky comment like, yes, darling, she just can't stop making them. Mind you, I only have one other child, so this comment was purely just to make me sound like some loose woman. But still, I bit my tongue. The youngest then asked if the child will have my red hair, and her mother scoffed and under her breath said something like, God forbid. So I was like, maybe your dad has, so I was like, maybe, but your dad has brown hair, so the baby could just look exactly like you guys since the baby would be their younger sister or brother. Their mother overheard this and immediately called the kids back to her. I left as soon as the funeral was over, I got a call later that night from my ex saying that I was an asshole for telling their kids about the baby without talking to them first and told me to stay away from his family. AITA. No. Um, you know, the, 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 the hero in this story is the brother. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. he took care of you. He, like... That was very nice of him. That he, you know, I know you didn't want to go up to the front, but he was he was literally, like, marking you as... Family. Family. Yes. So, appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Appreciate that that dude did that for you. Um, other than that, hun, don't go. <laughs> don't go. Like, if you want to pay respects, the a day or two after, go, go, to, go to her headstone. Right. Kneel down, say prayers, bring flowers, kiss the headstone. Do what you got to do. A body is just a body. It's a vessel. Right. So you didn't have to be there. You could pay all your respects in other ways to me. But that's just how I view bodies and funerals, you know. Right. Like, you didn't, yeah, you didn't have to be there. You're not an asshole. Like, the the... Obviously, the dude and his his old lady. The wife is an asshole. The dude and his wife the, have some issues. Yeah, and your you're, ex is. You're probably a big part of those issues. 
Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. The wife obviously has has issues yeah. with you. And, and issues with her husband. Really pissed that you are pregnant with her husband's child. Yeah. So um that just I guess that I don't want to say that just comes with the territory, but I mean she's his wife. She's <laughs> jealous. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> this all sounds like a pretty like either Florida or whiskey tango thing going on. <laughs> like this is yeah, this is this is very a very complicated situation, and I'm sorry that you're part of it. Mm-hmm. You're the the big part of it. Unfortunately, you are the part of it. You are the part of it because you know. Once again, people, wrap your shit up. Yeah, like yeah, this all seems like a bunch of birth crap. control for the love of God. <laughs> it is not that hard to get. Um. And I also do feel for her because I have, I would be, eventually I'm going to be in a very, in a similar situation, not with like babies, not not with the baby part, but with the, my, like you've met my ex's mother. That you're close to. That I'm very close to, who treated me like her own, who got me through some really tough times, um, and, like, yeah, I would be devastated. I will be devastated when she dies. Okay. Um, but you and your ex are on better terms. Yeah, me and my ex are on good terms, as far as I know. Like, we don't talk. He's now married, so, of course, it'd be, you know. But y'all have talked talk. since you or there's been a message sent. Yes. He actually, um, when I was manic, he, like, I guess I, I texted him crazy stuff out of the blue and he, and he could have just not responded, but he texted me back and said like, I'm really concerned for you. Um, so I don't think you're in the same situation. No. Like this seems like, and like his, like when she, if she like passes their away, siblings like love me. I love their siblings. Like they're mine. I've met them. Yes. You've met them. So I've even met them. Yes. You think it's funny. Cause I call his, his father, Mr. Yes. <laughs> Because that's a, so that's a, a southern, southern thing. Southern yeah. thing to do. The man's only like ten years older than me, fifteen. <laughs> oh no, he's in his sixties. Oh, is he? Okay. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it, like as soon as I met this man, I I I, I only referred to him as Mister his name, mm-hmm. and I will never not do that, right? Because that is just how I'm raised. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and you thought it was like funny. Yeah, I did think it was funny because he's just him. Yeah. Me. Yeah. But to so. me, he is always going to be Mr. That, that first name. Mm-hmm. Um, but, so I don't feel that you're in the same situation. I think that if you showed up, you would be a welcomed person. Yes. This woman must have known she wouldn't be welcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she sat in the back. She was very cautious. But, I mean, when you're close to somebody, like, you want to go and you want to pay your specs. I, I, I don't know. I never, I, I just feel death is different. Right. But I've dealt with death at a young age. Mm-hmm. I lost my mother in my teenage years. Yeah. Um, I've lost a lot of people. So, like, you have to be extremely close to me at the moment of death. Right. For me to, to like, do, like, to, for me to have done, for me to be in her situation, which obviously not pregnant, <laughs> but anything else, like just being very close to someone. At the moment of death, I would have to be very close to them. Like, even if you weren't welcome at the funeral of the woman that you are close to. Mm -hmm. Because y'all were very close years ago. Right. 
but y'all aren't as close now. No. Because you you have a different life now. I do. I have a totally different life. I'm in a, I'm hundreds of miles away mm-hmm. from them. Like, I know that if I was still in Kansas City, that I would be much closer to all of them. Right. Um, but yeah, just, you know, circumstances. And yeah, I have a totally different life now. So if you don't feel like you would be, like, if she passed away, God, God, God forbid. forbid. Um, if she passed away and you could, and you didn't feel like you were real welcome at the funeral today, would you go or would you just like wait and pay she, your respects? If she died today? Yeah. I would go. But, but you feel, but you. I feel you, like I wouldn't be welcome? No. Sorry. But what Sorry. I'm, what I'm trying to say is like today, like she passes away, mm-hmm. you know, like. You yourself are in a situation where you know you would be welcome there. Right. I know you'd be welcome there because I've met her daughter. Yes. Like you and me and her daughter sat around and drank beers one night. Yes, we did. Um, I met one of her sons, not the one you dated, the other one. Right. Um, we had dinner with her and her husband mm-hmm. and her other son. Yeah. So, like, I know you would be welcome there. Mm-hmm. And you know you would be welcome there. Right. So, yeah, like today you would go. You would go 10 years from now. You will always go because you know you're going to be welcome there. You don't feel like you're not going to be welcome. Right. But if you did feel like you weren't going to be welcome today, like you felt like this would be chaos, would you show up or no? No. Because you're not, because she's not so immediate in your life, right? That, and I just, I know that I would not, like, if if I'm going to have people, like, stare at me in an ugly, in an ugly fashion and talk about me behind my back, what? Because I just because I came to the funeral, like it's not worth it to me. Right. Like I will go to her grave later. Yeah. Um, it would make me really sad if I couldn't go to the funeral, but um, yeah, it would. That would be. But what that'd is be a, a totally different situation? But what really is a funeral? It's it's a ceremony. It's ritual. But it's only for the people who are alive. Okay. Well, like, you say goodbye to that person in your own way at whatever time. Mm-hmm. Like when it when it comes down to a funeral, a funeral is for the people who are who are living, not the people who are dead. Yeah, like you're, and they're it's it's, it's to alleviate it's 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 too it's a ritual to alleviate grieving. Right. Yeah. So you should never do anything that could possibly like upset that. Mm-hmm. Um, like. 100%, like, I, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not going to, like, you got to go do your thing. But, like, if you don't feel like you're going to go there and really be able to embrace those people who are mourning, mm-hmm. like, the closest people who are mourning, you shouldn't go right. to me. Like, go mourn in your own time. Mm-hmm. Like, go to the grave. Kneel at the grave. Cry. You know, do whatever you got to do. But... The funeral, the wake, all of that is for the people who lived. Mm-hmm. Like, so you had bad, I think you made a, a poor choice, but I don't think you're an asshole. No, you're not an asshole. But your choice was, could have been better. And about, about say, telling the kids outright that you're carrying their sibling. I think I, that could have been done, that could have been handled in a much better way. But you're also pregnant, so you're probably not, like, you got a little bit of baby brain going on. You're emotional. This is a high-stress time yeah. at a funeral. So, like like I said, like, 
that, that and you're you're stuck in a shitty situation. Yeah. Like the father of your child is married with other, other kids. kids. That sucks. He's got a Conway Twitty hairstyle. <laughs> yeah, that really sucks. Um, so yeah, I feel for. Her. I feel for. Her. I, I I just think you made a bad decision showing up. Yeah, you probably shouldn't have gone to the funeral. Yeah, don't do that. Like. Mm-hmm. Never go to a funeral where you could possibly not, like, like... Where people could be upset that you're there. Yeah. Even if you sit in the back, it doesn't really matter. Like, right. Don't go to the funeral. Just don't. Don't. I mean, I, don't, I think the only person that would be a little upset that I was there would be my ex's wife. Right. And I understand that. Like, yeah, it's a territory thing. I get it. Like, I don't want him. You can have him. Mm-hmm. You do have him. Mm-hmm. And I have you. You're right. So. Like, I would I would shake your ex's hand and be like, hey, man, uh, condolences for your loss. Right. Because yeah. I, I, I have no, I have nothing toward this yeah, person. Yeah, there's no qualms. No. Right. I've never met the dude. No. Um, but and he's like, really, he really is a good guy. Yeah. So I don't think you would have an issue. But, like, this is just, like, knowing, knowing your territory. Right, <laughs> like, if if she doesn't want to like engage with me, I'm not gonna force it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just like we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Yeah. You got you got a lot of other stuff going on too, Boo. Like you you about to have like like this girl in this story. Oh yeah. yeah you about to have a baby daddy drama for years. Yeah. Oh my god, that poor kid. Yeah. God. Yeah. Okay, next one. All right. <laughs> I don't know if we're going to get to all of them. Let's just do... Let's, do you want to do one more? One more. Let's do one more and kill it. All right. I'm going to check check the... Uh, pick the most juicy one out of the last three. Oh, okay. This one also has... This one also deals with pregnancy and just conceiving in general. AITA for canceling a check of $12,000 that I wrote for my infertile friend for her next IVF appoint cycle over a joke. I, female, 35, and infertile. My ex-husband and I tried everything to have kids, but it just never happened. He divorced me, went and married someone younger who was able to give him a kid, and from what I gather, they're expecting a second child together. It hurts like hell seeing someone else have what, have what I couldn't. I get frustrated with myself sometimes and with family blaming me for basically everything. I turn to my friends for support, especially Alicia. That's not a real name. She's in the same infertility boat as me, but she and her husband are currently trying IVF, in vitro fertilization, hoping it'd be, it'd work. Alicia asked me for help to pay for her upcoming IVF cycle. I agreed to write her a check of $12,000. I really wanted to help her, and the money came with no strings attached. I wrote the check and gave it to her last week. She was very appreciative of it. The very next day, I got a sudden message from a mutual friend, Carol, with a screenshot of the conversation she had with Alicia. Turns out she and Alicia were talking about the next IVF cycle, and Alicia said she hoped the cycle would work because, quote, she didn't want want to end up divorced and having her husband go marry someone younger and have a baby with them and another one on the way. While she's alone and without a family at 35. I was stunned and hurt. I knew she meant me, but I did not confront her. I simply contacted my bank and canceled the check. In the, ev- in the evening, Alicia called to ask why I canceled the check, and I told her. She went batshit, saying she didn't mean it that way, and she thought that this was somewhat an inside joke between desperate, infertile women. 
She came over with her husband the next day, begging I write another check, but I refused. An argument ensued, and her husband thought I, was, I wasn't being supportive of her like when she supported me throughout my struggles. She left crying, and we haven't talked since then. Her husband keeps reminding me, while repeatedly calling Carol a toxic snake, of the date of the next cycle, saying they can't have it after I took the money that was supposed to pay for it back. Some friends think I'm being oversensitive. Carol's on my side telling me to tell them to go to hell, but I feel so bad about it. What I've done might just damage our 15 years of friendship. Maybe I shouldn't have canceled it, but I just felt so offended by what she said about me and how she basically mocked my unfortunate circumstances. So, AITA? I'm sorry. I'm, I, I'm a little nasally on that big... It's okay. Sm- sorry, dog. guys. <laughs> um, God, man. Y'all sound like like my generation, but y'all can't, like, get over shit. You know, <laughs> my generation could, like, dog the hell out of each other. Yeah. Y'all are... They're more, they're more an elder millennial. Y'all are elder millennials. Yeah. So y'all want to be exes. <laughs> y'all want to be Gen X. Y'all want to be Whatever. exes who can, like, dog on each other. But mm-hmm. then you get, like, sensitive about it. Right. Because I'd be like, oh, ooh, that's nasty. Mm-hmm. Nasty girl. And then we'd go on about our business. Um, after 15 years, y'all should all be more mature. And y'all either get these jokes or y'all don't. Mm-hmm. If y'all don't joke like this, then you're an asshole. If y'all mm-hmm. do usually joke like this and things have gone this way, it, it feels like like when you started out on this, the, the 15 years is what threw it to me. Yeah, 15 years of friendship. Is it? That's a big deal. But the fact that she texted like that and said it so, she was so specific and she really did mean her. Right. So it feels like they usually joke like this. Maybe, but she wasn't, and she wasn't joking, Alicia wasn't joking with her, she was joking with Carol. Right. But like, I feel like this is a, a, a group that's I've, been together for a long time. Right, a little tripod. Right. And like, they have this kind of like sadistic, dark humor. Yeah, maybe. Maybe they kind of have to. They, I mean, yes, like when you're, I imagine that when you're infertile and you're desperate to have a baby, but you can't, you you go to comedy to try and relieve the situation mm. and you go dark with it. Okay, so there's two things about this, I think. First off is the actual, like, dollar amount. That's a lot of money. $12,000 is a lot of money. Yeah. So That was a very big favor. That that is huge. Mm-hmm. So if you're able to give twelve thousand dollars, I feel like you're able to give twelve thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Like I'm not able to give anybody a gift of twelve thousand dollars. Nope. It's just not. It's not going to happen. Nope. Like there is nothing. Like I don't care if you are trying to have a kid or not. If you need this to save your life, I'm <laughs> probably not going to be able to do it for you. <laughs> Sorry. I love you. Unless it's offspring. Unless it's offspring. Offspring is the absolutely only thing that I could, like, sign a check any day of the week for $12,000, which I can do it one time or two times or three times, mm-hmm. maybe. Like, and if I started liquidating <laughs> stuff more times than that. Right. But, like, for some, for a friend. For a friend? No. There is not a $12,000 check I can sign for you. Mm-mm. So, yeah, the fact that she Has wrote the, it in the first place. Yeah, the, the ability to write that is mm-hmm. a, it, it's impressive. And I'm sure there was a lot of, um, there's a lot of emotion in this situation. Mm-hmm. Like, she wants somebody who is, like, she so empathizes with her, and she's her, 
one of her best friends of 15 years. Like, yeah, so. But, like, Alicia shouldn't have said that. I mean, yeah, I mean, it just depends on how dark their humor usually goes. The fact that Carol took a screenshot and sent it to her, that, that, that seems like some conniving, like, this is what she said, aren't you mad about it, let's gossip about it type yeah. situation. Maybe maybe Carol's the asshole in this whole situation. Maybe Carol is the asshole, and uh, Alicia's husband did say that she was a snake. Yeah. So, so I don't know. Seems like Carol's the asshole. <coughs> Carol pushed your buttons. Yeah, Carol, yeah. Carol really shouldn't have sent that to Alicia. She should have just kept that to herself. Mm-hmm. Or, or maybe she felt... Or I don't know if she knew about the, the check. But yeah, she must have because yeah. they were talking about it. So maybe even more to that point. So if Carol is the snake in this situation, Carol's the asshole, by the way. I'm Carol's kind of the asshole. I'm going with Carol's the asshole. Okay. Carol's the asshole for like driving this for her to say that, like making it go darker and darker until mm-hmm. you say that. Because you know you can get people to say so. Yeah. And then screenshotting it and sending <laughs> it. Yeah, you know why I mean? are you pitting these women against each other? And then, like, maybe deleting the stuff so it looks like she just said it mm-hmm. without, like, provocation. But you were you were needling it to that point. Because mm-hmm. you could pretty easily do that. It sounds like you're creating drama for the sake of drama. Mm-hmm. Because you like it. Carol, you know what you need to do? Get a hobby. Mm-hmm. Get, like, get, like, a starter bread and start being, like, a mother bread and start, like, baking or something. <laughs> up something yeah <laughs> knitting yeah knitting's great um yeah that was just a dick move on her part yeah um you i feel like you're a little bit you're being a little oversensitive in it uh you, you're not an asshole for like canceling the check but i feel like you are now like in a situation where you were manipulated and you didn't know it mm-hmm and, um, yeah, Carol, like, kind of got over on y'all, and now she's laughing about it because she's bored and drinks too much white wine at, like, 2.30 in the afternoon to, like, deal with her husband, who's a jerk, who sells, like, cars or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah, y'all all seem like real housewives of some place. Something, yeah. Carol's just feeds off drama. Mm-hmm. She's that, what do you call that? There's a word for that. She's vindictive. She's. I don't even think she's vindictive. Not, she's just. No, not vindictive. She's just. Oh, she just feeds on it. Yeah. She's a succubus. She's a succubus. Yeah. So, um, I mean, like, it was a very nice thing for you to, like, agree for this $12,000. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Um, Which is I, why she shouldn't have made that joke in the first place. But, yeah, Carol, you're the bitch. Yeah, but, like, Carol could have been driving that. Or you just might be in a very dark place. Like, it's got to be hard month after month to get your hopes up and crushed. Yeah. So you tend to go dark. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And I think at this point she's given up. Yeah. Because she's 35. And, and like, look, ladies, we have to realize, like, at some point, like, like as a society, like, if it doesn't happen, you shouldn't, don't feel like your worth is measured by you having a kid. 
Agreed. Yes. Like, I think this whole situation is somewhat driven by society making women feel like their worth is to have children. Right. Like, you don't feel like your worth is is based on you having a child no, or not. No, I, but I... I am like many, I think there are many, many women out there like me that have no desire to have a kid and mm-hmm. have never had a desire to have a kid. And when they hear a baby cry, they cringe. Like, I have no maternal feeling towards a baby crying. Like, yeah, I can, like, I can objectively say that they're cute sometimes, but there are some ugly babies. Like, I think I am the better parent between the two of us. Of course you are. I'm more nurturing than you are. Of course you are. Like, I am an awkward stepmother. Mm-hmm. I I know this about myself. And you are you have a 16-year-old. Yeah. It's not like you have a baby. Yeah, it's not like I could have bonded with, like, a 5-year-old and, like... I don't think you would have bonded with a 5-year-old. I think you would have <laughs> always been, like, this awkward person who were like, here, this is what you... I, I don't know what you want. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Like, there's a very specific age that, like, like I find, like, the in between the newborn and the toddler phase, I find that phase fascinating, and I will, like, interact with that, because that, that thing, that, sorry, that child <laughs> has not learned to talk, and that's the, the point that I really enjoy, <laughs> like, before they've learned to talk. I, I don't feel like you have a bad relationship with my, my, with offspring. I don't. I think that your relationship is just on the adult side, not the child side. Right. Like, you're waiting for her to, like, when she has an adult question, you're all about it. Yes. But when she's a child, which is what a teenager is. It's an adult child. Right. She's a young adult. Yeah, she's, she's like, young. she's dropping the child stuff and, like, gathering the adult yeah, stuff. She has this. she has these moments where she is a child still. Right. And you do not deal with that well. You don't know how to deal with it. You're just like... Like, this is for you, Dad. Yeah. You don't want to discipline her. You don't want to talk to her about it. No, I don't think it's appropriate for me to discipline her. Probably not. And I've always told you that's my my realm. That is is your realm, yeah. So, um, but, like, just in general, like, the, the, but, like, if she has an adult woman question. Yes. You are right there. Yeah, absolutely. You are are damn good at it. Thank you. And I appreciate you for that. Good. Because I don't have any ability to answer female questions. Because that is the awkward part for you. Yeah, like I can't, I can't tell her what a tampon is or anything <laughs> like that. Like, like, and I'm not. We say this jokingly, mm-hmm. but like, as a single dad, you don't know how to explain like a period to a girl. Right. You yeah, you, you have to hope there is other females there <laughs> to explain this, and so and there are other things like that that I'm glad you're there for. Good. Thank you. And, and I appreciate you so much. And I'm glad she goes to you for those things. Yeah, I'm... Because she would never come to me to for those things. Right. Like, she can't ask me how to shave her legs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's, there, yeah, there's many things that she has come to me that, you know, I feel, like, I feel honored that she came to me for that. So. Okay. What was this? Am I the asshole? I totally lost it. Carol, Carol's the asshole. Carol's the you asshole. Oh, okay, that. so this is the one who, like, um, the, was trying I, to get the pregnant. The IVF, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, and, and where I was going with this is we need to change our, our thought process. Like, if you if you can't get pregnant, I know it's disappointing. You can adopt a child. Right. Um, I, I don't think it's worth it to have that much, to, to really spend that much money and try to get pregnant when there are a lot of kids in the foster system. 
Like, what is it? Like, uh, let, let, let me ask you this, and please speak for your gender. I'm speaking for my gender, okay. I, I know this isn't personally for you because you do not want to have a child. Right. But what is it with your gender? Like, the, it, what is it that says I have to carry my own offspring? Uh, bonding, it's also like... Do you like, think you wouldn't bond with, like, a child you adopted? It depends on the age of the child, on the age of the foster kid. What about the parent? Like, because there are so many stepdads out there mm-hmm. and stepmoms out there who, right. like, will literally say, I feel as much for my stepchild as I do my own child. Right. Now, I never felt that. Mm-hmm. Um, I never had a stepchild. But I did. Yeah, I was confused. Yeah, I have dated women with children. Right. And they've always said, like, hey, I will feel the same way about your child as I do my child. And my thing's always been like, I will not feel the same way about your child as I feel about my child. And there, I think, I genuinely think that there are women out there who have that much love to give. Who I are think just there that are much, men that are the same way yeah, too. Yeah, there are some like really like, like fatherly fathers and motherly mothers who are just like full of love for all the kids. Yeah, like I, I know men who have like raised other men's children and stuff like that. And yeah. They, they, they're like, I I. I've raised this kid as my, my own. My ex's dad. I don't think I told you this. Um, the daughter mm-hmm. is not his daughter. Okay, see, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. And so, he raised her. Like, like my grandfather. She, her, okay. Let me tell you something okay, really cute. Um, at her wedding, I was a bridesmaid. She didn't dance with her... Her biological? her biological dad. She danced with him. Mm-hmm. Like, her biological dad wasn't even there. So, yeah. It happens. So, yeah. He is one of those fathers. Right. Like, And I say that, and like, my grandfather has two children who aren't, like, he has five children. Mm-hmm. Or had five children. He's passed away. Um, but of the... He had five children and two children that came from a marriage before. Like, him and my grandmother married after she already had two children. What? Sorry. Say that again? What? Huh? I'm so confused. Sorry. My <laughs> grandfather and grandmother married, and she already had two children from a previous oh, yeah. relationship. Because I'm not sure if they ever got divorced. Oh, okay. They're very rural Louisiana. Yeah, nobody cared. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I've never gone to that little town and looked up the records. <laughs> Um, so I, I will say, like, this this is happening. Like, men do um, sometimes, like, care for stepchildren as their own. Right. Like, I was raised, my cousins and I, we never knew any different. I don't know how we didn't growing up. Because they didn't look at all like each other? Or? Have, you've seen pictures of my mother, right? My yes. mother passed away. I think it, our listeners know this. Um, have you seen, and you've met my at least one of her aunt, my aunts, like my aunt um, B. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you know how they look. Yes. Olive skin, mm-hmm. dark hair. Mm-hmm. Now go blonde and white. Like, oh. <laughs> and that's what their two older siblings look like. <laughs> nope. That's, there's not, something's wrong here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> something's off. Yeah. Like there was, <laughs> but we never really realized it. I never did as a child. Um, grow, as I got older, I realized what happened. Like somebody told me. But, yeah, like, I never realized, like, my two, my oldest aunt and uncle are, like, blonde, blue-eyed, and very, very white. And then the next five, brown hair, brown eyes, and olive skin. (laughs) 
And it's because the first two were from a previous right. relationship. They just never said that they were from. No, no, I never yeah. like the 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 family was such that we never. I never knew. It probably was taboo to say something about it. Like, like my grandfather told my grandmother, "Come down to Lake Charles, and I'm bring going to kids. marry you and bring your kids." Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. What a he, good man. He got in trouble in in, in New Orleans too because of the, this. What like do you mean? my grandfather looked very very Creole. Yes, you're. This is the the guy that's on the mantelpiece, right? Yes. Yeah. So black hair, like almost Hispanic looking. Very much so. Mm-hmm. And so after World War II, he was unemployed, and they were living in New Orleans. And I think she was employed, and he was like kind of doing construction jobs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And he was like pushing his two the the two children around. Oh yeah. And they were blonde, and like the people were like, "Why do you have these two white children?" Brown man. <laughs> Brown man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's terrible. It is what it was at the day. Okay, yeah. so, um, yeah, no. Uh, on this one, I think you and your friend um, should talk. I don't think you're an asshole. I think this is a really bad situation, and Carol's an asshole. Mm-hmm. All right? Yeah. Let's sign it off, man. Let's go home. Um, I want to get some food in me. Yeah. Pretty hungry. Yep, we've been eating fast food all week and lots of fudge. Yeah, so <laughs> we're going to uh, sign off for this one. We didn't get to the last few, but I hope you guys enjoyed this one. Let us know if y'all like more of the Am I the Asshole? Yep. And if you want us to answer your Am I the Asshole, go to our pages. Yes, you can email us at couplexypodcast at gmail.com, mm-hmm. and I will check the messages. I will be more diligent about checking messages. Or you can hit us up on our Facebook if you want to, like, air your dirty laundry to the world. Cause, I think uh, you can DM us. You can DM us, yeah. So you can do on, that. on the Facebook page, yes. you should be able to DM, DM us. And Rosie will, like, look at those. And, yeah, if you have a, a question on if you're the asshole, let us know. Yeah. We will answer it. We will give you our, our advice. Or honest, our drunken honest, feedback. Yes, honest, drunken feedback. Veto. Ve- we promise you that we will always answer honestly. What is that? Um, uh, vit, vito in vino veritas. In vino veritas. Yes, in wine there is truth. That should be our slogan. Pretty much. But our slogan is "Be kind." Yes, and listen. And yeah. Yep. To each other. <laughs> yeah, listen to each other. Love each other. Take care of each other. And we will talk to y'all soon. All right. Bye. Bye.